Hey guys, this is Neil Crawford, Anytime Soccer Training. I just sat down and did a demo with Coach Omar, who happened to have been a Jamaican international and play in various MLS, and I hope I got that right, clubs in the um, States. And I'm only, and my group is small, so we tiny. And that's why I'm only going to drop, I'm not dropping any specifics unless you volunteer them. I got one question, though. Okay, now, everybody knows I'm parent training. Right. My boy, we're going to be out there. We're actually about to head out there right now for 45 minutes, and I'm going to work with them. What I always say in my podcast, though, is I can't picture a kid becoming, I showed you one little clip of my older one. I'm not saying this because my older one is all that at all. I'm only using that as a reference point. I can't picture a kid becoming really, really technical without dad or mom working with them or these American parents throwing a war chest of personal training at them, which I actually don't recommend. And I can kind of picture it, but not, not that real technical. But I always joke with a guy who was like, well, there was Ronald D on the field before you came up with the soccer training. So what is, you're from Jamaica. You've played your youth in Jamaica. Like, what does that look like? Have you met a kid, wouldn't have known dribbling through line cones uh, when they were 10, but be supremely technical on the ball? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, a lot of it is, one, getting um, getting a lot of touches on the ball and playing all the time. But again, coming from Jamaica, you didn't have a lot of balls. Like, almost no kid had their own balls, you know, growing up. And um, you had, like, 30 guys playing with one ball. So, one, and we'll say this in my community, too, you get good or you get hurt, right? Where there are no referees, you know, <laughs> you know, playing in these games. You know, you're playing against your friends and everyone wants the ball, right? So if you want to touch that thing, the only way you can do it is to hold on to it a little bit longer, right? And you have to get that by close touches, moving through, you know, 20, 30 guys in a small space and getting a lot of touches on the ball and getting good at it while you have it, right? Being brave enough to hold on to the ball get some move, get by someone to get where you're going, right? And essentially, that's how you get it. You know, you have to be brave enough to get on the ball and touch it as much as you can. Otherwise, you won't even touch the ball. So then let me ask you this. That makes it good. So we used to play this game in school where uh, we would build, we would uh, ball up a milk carton mm. and you, could, you threw it up in the air and you caught it and then you had to run to the end zone and everybody tried to tackle you. So presumably, Jamaica is a lot more vicious than I even. Um, I know, right? So but I'm Jamaica, saying you, you would have had game. to learn. You, everybody was very standard, right, so, so you would have got killed. There's this game you play. It's called, it's, we say salad in Jamaica, but essentially it means a meg, right? So It means a what? A meg. You know, you get in Oh, meg. meg. Okay. Right. So you have a base. And say you make a, a pole, you make something like that, a base, right? So everyone's playing out in the field and you could be 50 yards away from this space, right? But if you get megged by anyone, somebody put the, the ball through your legs, you have to, no one stops hitting you until you get to that base. <laughs> so
So you're getting kicks and slaps. You get Meg, you're hauling your butt off to get to the space. Otherwise, every you'd be playing with 30 guys, 20 odd, 30 guys, and everyone is kicking you, slapping you, doing everything until you get to that base. So that, that's, that's a like, good one. That's just a, a good crazy one. game that we used to play. That's a good one. And you know, uh, that's a good one, but I never thought about that, but that might be dangerous. We should do that. It'll be dangerous. I mean, you, you have a lawsuit against you. You could definitely make it a little bit more civil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I got that part. So let me ask you about, cause you played at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. First of all, did your parents ever train you? Never. Okay. This never. is speed round. Did they pay anyone to train you? <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but I have to. I'm people telling listen you, to the podcast know I got to be here. Okay, okay. Did anyone take a liking in you and say, I am going to train you? Um, not as a kid. To say, but you definitely had coaches um, that, that pushed, you know, but you have to show that initiative. You know, it wasn't like someone taking, I'm going to take you out 1v1 on you. You know, a lot of times is when, you know, people see a kid going out there by themselves initially, you know, trying to come into practice early, staying late, you know, and doing everything they can just to get more off the game, more of the ball, on the ball. And then, okay, this kid is showing that he wants to be something and do something and showing like he wants to be somewhere and, and go somewhere and at the highest level or whatever the case may be. I'm going to try and help him. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to let you go with this. All right, I got that. So... Here is my hypothesis based on no research, based on nothing. Scouts possibly see that initiative, see the athleticism, and see you bringing something to the table already. And then they say, we can get him technical. That's just, that's just the academy environment. We can, we can get that person technical. That's my hypothesis. Of but scouts is that, doing that? No, I, I'm saying more like this is my hypothesis. If you have these raw ingredients, you may not be as technical as my older son is right now at 10 or 11 because they don't have dad working with them, but they have all this other stuff, the athleticism, the grit, the hard work, and the natural ability and the ability the to they play all the time and the passion. Yeah. But then the, not necessarily Jamaica per se, but the, cl- the countries everywhere except the states, basically, they recruit these kids, say, oh, we can fill in the technical piece mm-hmm. because that can be that's just pra- that's just strict, strict practice on the ball. In other words, they don't in the states, I feel like let me go. Let me say it another way. In the states, from what I have observed, is the kids who are getting this extra training or have parents who are really gung-ho. And there's a lot of problems. Let me go ahead and throw some affordability. A lot of problems with parents who deal with their kids like this. I talk about a lot of the podcast too. But for the purposes of this, they are bringing, they're almost, the, the, something that's happening at home or in all these little clinics, they're bringing a finished product to the club. Where in the rest of the world, it's like, no, that person has all the building blocks, the passion, the grit, the skill, enough skill, athleticism, the desire, all that stuff. We just need to polish it a little bit. 
Mm. But I could be, this is based on nothing. So just tell me how it works. I, uh, this um, is one of my hypotheses. I, I would say it works both ways. I would, I would assume. Um, again, you, you have a lot of kids that have all the necessary ingredients, as you said, you know, all the necessary ingredients, but necessarily don't have the ways and means to, to get to that next level or even the know-how, right? A lot of it is just know-how. Right, where I feel like growing up, you didn't see so many, um, say a professional where I could literally go talk to. I didn't have a club down the street, a professional club down the street where I could go watch, you know? And so those avenues, you can see you have colleges all over America. Now you have clubs, now you have professional team, you have MLS that's growing, USL that's growing. You know, you have all these avenues that are really doing well. So you could see people that are, you know, players that you actually can go watch, you know, sign autographs, all that stuff, right? Unheard of in Jamaica, even to, to do that, right? You know, you have a professional environment, you have fields. America is like just so great for all those things, right? So when you, when you see a path, a little bit more of a path, I think that's awesome first of all, right? Where a lot of kids in other areas don't see that path, right? You might see guys on TV, that's it. How do you get there? Zero clue, right? And so unless you can have people that can show kids that path and say, okay, you have potential, you, you have great, you have all those things. And if you want to take that to the next step, this is where you go, you know? And, and this is the thing you do. So a lot of kids just don't have any ideas of how you get there, you know, and showing kids the ideas and giving them ideas of how you could get there. It's sometimes just the first step. All right. So this is what I'm going to do. Thank you. I'm going to drop this in the Facebook group. This is Coach Omar. Coach, I'm going to invite you on to do a proper inside scoop interview where we go through. <laughs> and I always joke because when I interview people, they be like, oh, it's you got to block off two hours and we go Deep, deep. We're going to go childhood. deep. All right. All right. I'm always you know what I mean? Like, uh, when you were eight, when you were nine, when you were 10, and I don't, and, and let me just give you a preference. Not just we played all the time. I'm like, literally, how much did you play? Because what I want to do is I do this body of work. I want to juxtapose that to what we're doing mm. in the States. Because the one of the frustrating things about being an American parent is, the rest of the world is when it comes to soccer is perfect. The no. kids just it's, the kids just roll out of the bed and play soccer 12 hours a day and eat cantaloupe and watermelon. <laughs> Everything else we do here in the States is wrong. Right? That's what you that's what you hear. Um, and there's some truth to that because we we kind of screwed up. But I want to unpeel literally what does that look like, especially when you got someone like you who has lived. On both, both sides, sides of, of the fence, yeah. Fence. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and as I said, there is some truth to that. And I, if the one thing I would say um, I would love to see is for that to happen, where it's a more of a freestyle for, for kids here in America, where you want kids to just hey, pick up X time on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. We have free play here, you know, just come. And eventually, okay, we have 10 people, we play, we have three people, we play 2v2, 3v3, 5v5, 10v10, 
whatever. Okay, we're getting a lot of people. Let's make three teams or something like that. And first goal, team wins. Next team goes on. You know, we play for five, ten minutes. Next team comes on. You know, so. Well, and sh and and shameless plug. I started working. I'm founding a nonprofit. I started working with a local organization here called Sport HQ. We offer free play every Friday. That's my youngest son, who is completely crazy. They just scored a goal. He's happy. It's free play, mixed ages, exactly what you described. Right, because and I think like so many every like I think so many times every time a kid steps on the field, they're either coached or refereed or even parents watch. I, or yell that. Right. So a lot of it is just like, go play, have fun and, and be you and express yourself out there without being coach or a referee. Yeah. I mean, even with this place, we encourage the parents not to stay because there's a lot of stuff going on in the area so they can be entertained. Mm -hmm. And it still requires parent education. And what I mean by that is after the first couple of weeks, we got feedback from parents saying, oh, sometimes, because the kids pick the teams, right? So some of the feedback was uh, great, no, we love it, but sometimes the teams are not balanced. And we like, listen, you think, do you, I always joke with these people, they think I'm crazy, I'm from the country. Do you think my mom came outside or my dad came outside and said, okay, because I, I, one of my brothers is four and a half years older than me, so he had a group of friends. And together. You think my parents came outside and said, and we played tackle football, by the way. Um, time out, Neil. Y'all, the teams are not even. Y'all need to, you think they did that? No, you just had to play. And if you was no good, you got you didn't get picked. So then you better go practice and try to get better. They don't, we don't, I'm not saying we want anything negative to happen in an environment like this, but what I am saying is we got to recapture some of that because beyond the soccer, that's where the real growth happens. And uh my theory on that is, especially as far as sibling goes, I, I would say a lot of times you find the younger siblings eventually become better than older siblings. I would say on average, that happens more times than not because of the fact that younger siblings, because they're younger, now you have to think faster. You know, you have to move quicker. You know, you're not going to you, you can't body with your bigger siblings or their friends or whatever. You, you're not, you don't have the body to body them and fight for them. You're not gonna jump higher, you're not gonna run faster, right? So you can get quicker and you can get smarter and you can get better on the ball, especially when it comes to soccer, you know, or any other sport, right? So those are the things that allow, so as you grow, you get smarter in the game earlier that's that's like that sets you 10 percent, 20 percent above kids your age earlier on you know because you think in the game more than even just running and being physical with it right you have to be smarter you have to think faster so essentially you grow so much more in the game versus physically thank you so i'm going to end it there thank you you've been so gracious with your time I'm going to send you a link on how you and your families can set up for a free six-month anytime soccer training so they can awesome. test the ball you. at home. I want to invite you back on to the Inside Scoop to talk about youth soccer in Jamaica and your matriculation from there through college ranks, especially what you compare. <laughs> I will leave with this. One of my friends I interviewed from France, he was like the first thing he noticed when he played college soccer is they didn't play any games in uh, practice and all his international friends was like, 
<laughs> what is this? So I'll get your opinion on that. And man, we're just gonna, you know, get to know each other. And I'll invite you to the Facebook group. You can chime in because people will have questions. And we just gotta figure this thing out, man. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, definitely add me on Facebook. You know, I'm there. So. <laughs> All right, Neil Covenant, anytime soccer training, sitting down with Coach and uh, Omar, former Jamaican international. I'll I'll link some stuff in the show notes. Let's get better together. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Neil. Awesome.